Like, Maybe I don't... you have a question <laughs> Ooh. today. I don't know. What are my questions today? Mm. Think about it. We'll get to it. Take a second. Have a, yeah, Bing. and you have a question. Mm-hmm. And then we'll close it out with the My Dance Junior High Squad. One second. Announcements. Did you announce listeners' <coughs> questions, like, on social media? I did, so. but listen, our social media following is still really, like, bleak at the moment, so I got to um, I gotta step it up. Gotta and according to Got to post some thirst traps. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, leg up. So much like. <laughs> Just a dance boat on, you know what I mean? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> the dance thirst trap, which is actually, that's fully a thing. Oh, my gosh, I love it. Say it again, thirst drop. The thirst trap? Yeah. Yeah. I know. don't know this. Oh, really? I Melanie. love y'all are just going. What? Do you? <laughs> I exist where I exist, and I don't it. I'm not. I, you've definitely seen some thirst traps on social media, like yeah. everyone has. It's like when someone posts that picture of themselves, like, shirtless with, like, a, like, artsy quote that uh-huh. doesn't relate anything to the photo, you know? That's it. That is really it. That's, that's, that's a thirst trap. Or when someone's... Are you saying drop a th- or a trap? Trap. Trap. Thirst trap. Okay, we have a thirst drop because that actually makes sense. What's a thirst drop? What's a thirst drop? I'm I feel like that's when you give them like a taste. You don't give them the full thing. That's a drop. Mm, I feel like when you drop down and get your ego on, it feels like a thirst drop. Uh, ooh. <laughs> thirst drop. Okay. Stay up off my Instagram for your temptation. Hit a switch on a fake nigga like a station. Sex with me so amazing. Sex with me so amazing. Vodka and water and a lemon. And a few other things that I cannot mention. Five fingers on it. Five fingers. Welcome back to the Dance Union Podcast. Where we t- oh, I got to find it. Give me a letter. Give me a letter. R. R. Okay. Synonyms. Um, rotund. That don't even. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be rotund. rotund. Why I don't not? Rotund replications and the repetition of the reverberating. There's another R you need. Realness. Reverberating. Okay. Okay. So, like, <laughs> welcome back to the Dance Junior Podcast, where we talk about the rotund reverberation. Um, I'm trying to, trying to find other literary words. Uh, re- the rotund, robust, reverberating, reverberating rhythms of realness, rhythms of realness of this dance world, and and of to being a professional dancer in this dance world. What is that? Sure. Um, <laughs> I am Jay Bowie, if you don't already know, and I be Melanie Green, and we are the Dance Union Podcast. We have Hello. such a special guest in the studio with us today. Super special. Go ahead and let the people know who you is. Oh my God. Well, my name is Tyrone. 
my preferred pronoun is he, and I am a dance artist from New York, born and raised, honey. Come on, Hello. Bronx bread. <laughs> Bronx bread. Um, so what are we getting into today? What are we doing? Um, yo, can um, Melanie, can you lead us on over to the shit that you learned in school, but you're supposed to? You should. Are you going to like Tom Bay Podbury me into it? Oh, wait, hold on. Can right, we, we go ahead and Tom Bay Podbury Gleason on over to the shit you ain't learned in right. dance history class, but you should have? Yes. And with a twirl, today we're going to talk about <laughs> the fabulous Josephine Baker. Come on. Mm. Right, I got some notes. All right. Uh, this fabulous woman was born in 1906, and a lot of y'all know her for moving to Paris because black folks weren't treated well here in the States, mm-hmm. and she got more acclaim, accolades, respect, and resources elsewhere. Um, and most famously, she's known for that fabulous banana dance. Yes, yes. Or banana right. skirt yes. while she was topless. Mm-hmm. Some amazing facts about Josephine Baker that I particularly love is that, one, she refused to perform in front of segregated audiences. Yes. So she forced them to be integrated. Yes. She was part of the French Revolution in that she was sharing notes and stuff and mm-hmm. at some point they were like they said that like maybe Hitler was, was like oh she's just a you know a Negro woman she's not a threat but she was really spreading some like really mm-hmm. good information to, mm-hmm. the, to the resistance and she has like a big castle or had a big castle in southern France Yo. which is really cool and then she had 12 adopted kids that she raised in that castle the rainbow tribe exactly she yeah. called them the rainbow tribe? She yeah. did. It was a kind of a social experiment because she wanted to prove to the world mm. that people of different races can grow cool. up and live together. As yeah. brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And they did. Yo, I love that. Okay, yeah. well, listen, I learned some things right? today. I hope that um, the listeners are out here learning some stuff. And if you don't know, Google is still free until net neutrality comes and, you know, chops the spot of the neck. Um, and there's some great free documentaries about Josephine Baker on YouTube. So, Oh, yes. Okay, can we put we, can we put one of those in the description box? Yes. Sure. Not? Yeah, we'll have one of those links into the description box wherever you're listening. I, I feel like I sound like, like I just woke up, but what it really boils down to, there is something in my eye. And I just can't focus. Well, people, like some people like that, just woke up voice. The problem is, is actually, this is my like. This is mm-hmm. one of those like. Um, is your pre coffee voice? You don't even drink coffee. No, no, no. This is like this is like my cleavage, my cleavage. What? You know, like women. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you know, like sometimes when when there's a little Cleveland out, all of a sudden nobody can focus on what you're actually saying. Amen. So if if I wake up and like just start talking, people are like, oh my god. The voice, the the bass in your voice. I can't even focus on what you're saying. I'm like, okay, look, Jay. I've I've called into a podcast once before, and I was in Arizona still, and they were in New York, so they called me like and woke me up. So I was like, oh, hello, what's going on? And everyone in Parker was like, oh my god, who was it? I was like, what? All I did was say hello. Stop being scrumdiddlyumptious. I am just doing. I can't. I'm just doing what God. Gave me the DNA to do. <laughs> the DNA to do. The so DNA to do. Living your true self. Living yeah. my true self. How you doing over there, Tyrone? I am doing well. Yes. I did wake up recently, yes. so I'm still mm-hmm. arriving. Arriving. Yes. Fresh to the world, but yes. you know, I'm still here. Yes. Um. Let's see. What haven't I learned in dance school? You were all prepared, so I'm like, well, oh, yeah. Too. Um, well, okay, so what we've been doing with the segment is to, like, have at least one specific topic to talk about for what you didn't learn in dance, that history classes, stuff like that. that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I think a major thing I didn't learn 
in dance history class. Well, I feel like most of dance history is so Western focused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it can tell you so much about how ballet was codified from the Italian courts to French courts and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But I feel like we're at an important we're at an important point where I feel like a lot of street styles are coming to the forefront. Yes. Especially Vogue, uh, especially yes. Wacken, especially yes. House. And yes. I feel like a lot more people need knowledge yeah. on Be that. On it. We really do. Um, and um, flexing too. And flexing. And flexing, yeah. Flexing, the light feet nation. There are Come a lot on. of young cultures in street dance coming oh up too. Would you could you imagine like if you had like a segment in history class where you actually learned about the houses of that would be great. The right. houses or even just like basic knowledge of like what are the elements of Vogue? Because they're different elements, they're different styles, like there are the basic elements like your duck walk, mm-hmm. your catwalk or mm-hmm. runway, mm-hmm. your hand show, mm-hmm. the floor work, spins and dips, which yeah. most people know as the death drop, but they're different ways of spinning and dipping. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't even know that basic knowledge or the difference between like old way and new way. Yeah. You know, and like femme vogue versus like all the other styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like we need a foundation of that so that we mm-hmm. don't get a bunch of Vanessa Hutchinson's walking around being like, I'm really into Vogue right now. <laughs> she said that with her whole mouth. With her whole mouth. She said, I'm really into Vogue right now. Yeah. Like it's new. Like, like it just came. That, you know, that's what, like, because, like, it's not even the, it's not the combination of words. It's, like, the context around it. You it are. It exists before. And right. It exists now. Like, you're yeah. into something that has been around for decades. What? Well, I feel like Vogue specifically right now, it's being used a lot in media. Like we have TV shows, it's in commercials, it's in branding. And I feel like with that, a lot of people are excited to see it, Uh but it also is being picked up like a trend for a lot of people. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, which segues into that next. No, no, no. We don't segue. Oh, sorry. This duck walks on over to. It it does. To our main thing. Cute little duck walk. A crip walk, duck walk. Ooh, what's a crip walk, duck walk look like? I don't want to <laughs> see it. I don't think I would like to I don't see think that. I got the knees for that. I'll do a nice, soft little duck walk over. <laughs> a soft one. A soft one. A, a pretty one, a cute one, a fishy one, but a, a, an inefficient one. Um, so I guess I'm going to duck on over to the main segment where, where we just need to talk about um, what's been going on in the dance media, like in the, what do you call, the mainstream media inclusion of dance. Mm. Um, but more specifically... I really need to talk about Pose. Um, Please. Just... Tell us about... Po- what is Pose? Okay, Pose is a television show on FX um, that was, quote-unquote, created by Brian... Brian? Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy. I was like, I felt like something was wrong about that. <laughs> Ryan Murphy. <laughs> Ryan Murphy, the dude who did um, Glee and American Horror Stories. And um, Pose is basically a television show that has like a reimagining of the history of the um underground ball scene mm-hmm. in New York. I think it's it started or it's um taking place in the eighties. It it includes um many fictional characters that are reminiscent of of people that we know um if you watched uh, Paris is Burning that documentary. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of the angles, a lot of the, the recreated ball scene in the film or sorry, in the television show is like from that film. Um, and actually many of the storylines, if you watch the, if you watch the documentary, you know, it's kind of like tiptoeing on that or jumping in and out of those, those people's lives in that and creating storyline from there. There's a lot of inclusion of trans women of color. 
in the in the film which was re- or in the television show which was really really important um like casting trans characters with trans folk you mm-hmm. know like shouldn't be a revolutionary idea but here we are right. <laughs> you know Welcome so in 2018 yeah and many many and also the the cast is all people of color i don't know if there's like oh well, okay there's like it, a couple of like there's there's some salt in the pepper salt. yeah um but it's but in terms of like the main cast, there's mm-hmm. like maybe one white man who has a storyline that's integral to the plot, and everyone else are um, the People kids and, and yeah, yeah and the in the in the ball scene that they reimagined. Now that is really really great, and I and I'm going to continue to watch the show um, because of that. And it's Sunday now, so that is like the number one thing on my Sunday to do is to sit down yes. and watch Pose. <sighs> my, my my gripe. Your gripe. What is your gripe? My, the grinding of my gears has to do with this, um, this, this school that they reimagined called the New School for Dance. It's Ailey. Um, <laughs> I mean, shots are right outside the Ailey building. They took down the Ailey sign to put up the New School. Like, it's right there. Mm-hmm. There's the, one of the main characters, um, and I hope I'm not spoiling for anyone, wants to become a professional, wants to be a dancer. And because dance in the 80s and for this character is linked to, like, um, his sexuality, he got kicked out of his house and, and, and found a new family with the ball. I'm sorry, with, with the new house of, what's the name of the house? Evangelista. The house of Evangelista. And um, his mother in the house is ba- got him an audition, even though he missed the deadline for the audition. Like, you know, pivotal moment in the episode. So we get the opportunity to see this young man dance in mm-hmm. an audition, solo audition by himself. In an, it was like Barishnikov Studios. Was it in Barishnikov? It, that studio it, was immaculate. That studio was beautiful. How about I, his audition, though? That's Ooh, what we're trying to get to. Honey. I'm te- <laughs> so I want to preface the conversation with everything I'm about to say is not about the actor who did the dancing, but about everyone else who was a part of this project and, and did nothing. And chose to... Produce it and, and chose put it on air. And put okay. it on air, okay. So the young man is supposed to be like this really, really talented star who's supposed to like be this amazing dancer that you're supposed to love, right? He gets mm-hmm. this solo audition and he goes to the stereo and he puts on Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. We listen, we're now, I just also want to let you know, we're watching him dance for the length of the song. You know, on television, they give you like a two minute, no, we're mm-hmm. listening, watching him dance for the length of the song. It was a particularly lengthy chunk of the show, mm-hmm. like a full dance yes. number. Yes, and it's supposed to be in the realm of like jazz. Yeah, so we're seeing um, pirouettes, we're seeing jumps, we're seeing leaps, we're seeing legs, we're seeing kicks, we're seeing face, we're seeing what we, you know, we're Sass, it's that please. all of it, I all of so. it. Okay. The all of all of the technique of of this thing was like thrown out the window, as if it didn't matter. Like the young, the actor. Did his best job, and I want to commend him for doing that. And he should feel proud of the work that he did to perform dancing. To perform dancing, mm. but they gave dance shots. They gave him his whole body. They gave him like close-ups on his face to do things. And the young man, no one, no one, no one gave him choreography that was attained for him to do. Oh, for his body. Yeah, mm-hmm. for his for like they gave like professional level choreography to somebody who is not a professional dancer so you see that you see the struggle you see the struggle for the full Ooh, length of the song that sounds so uncomfortable like i'm not sure if that particular actor i actually don't know his name i should look that mm-hmm. up but i don't know if he has dance training and i don't want to 
assume that he hasn't, but from what I saw in that mm-hmm. scene, it looks like he doesn't have much yeah. in his training. And it didn't look as if it was like, oh, this is an actor who has dance training who's trying to further the plot by saying, this person, we're going to we're gonna pull the technique level down so that when we get to that moment at the yeah, like season finale, arc. yeah, they're like, oh my God, he's grown so much. You know mm-hmm. how we can do that? Yeah. It looked like, oh, wow, this is the best. And that, and again, for the actor, that is great. But for the choreographer, who also choreographed um, Chandelier, Look, when you when you get that, doesn't it like click, like oh, this is like in the same realm of like this quasi Gaga version of dance that mm-hmm. only really looks good and successful when you put it on bodies who have um, a strong hold of a certain kind of contemporary or jazz technique. Right. How can we find this scene though? How, um, you gotta watch Pose. Is it is it something you can find on the lines? Let me see. I'm sure FX has some clips up for those who Pros, are curious. FX dance audition. Yeah, the problem, I love the show. The problem for me with that scene is that it's showing that type of dancing. It's like, oh, this is his best. And I feel like people who aren't in the dance world or don't have much knowledge and see that as good dancing. Yeah. When, like, Honey wasn't on his box. Uh-uh. He wasn't giving full extensions. Mm-mm. Yes, he was giving face, but like the lines weren't the cleanest. No. This kind of reminds me of um, what was it Black Panther, and that opening scene oh, when they got to yeah. Wakanda and mm-hmm. they had the the dancing on the front. And you're like, um, who choreographed this and who was dancing this? Yes. So that. Do you, do you remember that scene? Yeah, I, I do. Because <laughs> it makes me go like, okay, you have all the money. You have all of this money. You have enough money to rent out Ailey and to change Ailey's name in a reimagined place. You're in a space where dancers are so frequently walking through. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have pulled any child over and be like, I got $5,000 for you to hit this audition one time. Or I got $1,000. Like Because that choreography for like the kids at Ailey, that's not difficult. Yeah, no. that's, a, that's really like a day in the studio and an hour shooting if you right. really need it. Combination across the well, floor. What confuses me is that the show made such an effort to really get great choreographers, especially for the yes. voguing scenes, because yes. we have like Laomi from yeah. House of Amazon and Danielle Polanco and all these other yes. great... Like the Vogue scenes look great because they yeah. got the right people, yeah. choreographers and dancers, because yeah. Slim's in it, yeah. a bunch of people, Shout Karma out. Styles, like so many great people yeah. are in it shout out to jason rodriguez that's why i'm like so confused when i saw this scene and i was like what happened like we were doing so well we were doing so well getting the proper people and research Mm -hmm. in to show like what yeah that dance should look like you know well guess what guys we've got the producer on the phone right now oh and um we're gonna ask them this question you ready okay i'm joking i was like (laughs) i was like sister don't do that but i was like okay let's do it ryan murphy (laughs) what were you thinking what is your budget let me know because i'm sure i can move some things around for you to hire a a young dancer who is light-skinned and with a shortcut you could have hired me i'm sorry this i would have done it i would have done the layout this young man there's 10 young men in ailey right now who could have been a perfect dance double or if he's got on jazz pants and jazz shoes, I gotta do is do uh, the waist down. That's what I. Yeah. Also, the consideration of framing mm-hmm. and what you're seeing, because even if you look at like, let's. I do not like the film Black Swan, but I think they did a really good yeah. job when it came to framing Natalie Portman. Yes. When they were like, we're gonna show your upper body now, 
And then when we were switching with a body double, yes. you're really great at yeah using that to give you like, know the full effect of what ballet should look like. To give like. the full effect, and I think one of the problems is that there's um, I feel like it just is not enough care. Like you don't care that this dance mm. scene, this dance sequence looks below what it should because you're thinking this is this is not a dance film. You know what I mean? And even like the great history of dance films as we moved away from like center stage and fame and into like the step up genres like dance films have gotten weird i don't even know how really to explain it just like they've gotten weird i feel like they've gotten diluted when it That's comes okay. to showcasing like proper technique yes um yeah well that's why i'm so shocked because in terms of vogue mm-hmm. they're doing such a great job such a great job like they're making sure they're showing old way. They're making sure they're showing it like mm-hmm. with people who can actually do it well, yeah. who have the flavor, who know what like the lifestyle is. Because mm-hmm. it's also like it's a social type of dance. Yeah. So you need people who know like how to interact and how to be yeah. present. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm so shocked when it came to this scene. I was like, oh great, they're gonna do a great job. And then I was like, I wanted that scene to be so good, so bad, and it just wasn't it just well i look forward to seeing this scene come listen it's the full oh, length of okay. it i just saw a pirouette just now on the tv uh-huh. okay. shanae's with elbows yeah i saw that leaning with the elbow uh-huh there was um towards the end there was a double pirouette until a layout that didn't fully extend the leg never extended it never extended and and, and it's again it's it's about like the angles that that was taken from you could have really hired a double for that. Like, and I, th- I think that's what I'm frustrated with is like, this wasn't like a close up moment. This was like one of those, I-, I felt like they even probably had a drone in the corner of the room. That's how far away they had that last mm-hmm. angle for the double pirouette and the layout. That you could have had anybody with the similar skin complexion and similar build to hit that moment right there. And then we could have, then we could have Googled who that was. You know, like for us as dancers, like in, in mainstream media, like we, we go up for our friends who get these opportunities. Like Beyonce and Jay-Z's album came out and that video came out and I saw so many people post like, oh, this is my friend. Like, I'm so happy. Like mm-hmm. tagging people in it. And I'm like, oh, to be in the dance community, all these opportunities are big for us. Right. Absolutely. And to not have our craft be cared for in such a social, in such a like blatant way when you're like, oh, this is about to be basically Ailey, and we're going to have this audition for a kid who's supposed to get into something like Ailey. We know the, we know what that looks like. And then you basically just like been like, this is what we think of you. This is what I felt like. This is like, this is what we think of you dancing, that somebody can walk in and do this and get in. Right. That's what they think. After the deadline. After after, after the, the deadline. deadline. Now, oh, th- go do that little dancing thing you guys do. Right. Yeah. The only thing that I think for the the way that that scene ended, I agree with and have no problems with is that the woman who um, was basically uh, Judith Jameson, the Judith Jameson of the film, she was watching and she was like basically pressured into doing this audition by the mother and was like, okay, like, you know, I'm going out on a limb here. The audition was fun. It was a lot of energy. It was like one of those like super passionate, like, you know, you see a kid just move their body so vigorously and there's like no technique there, but you got a certain kind of drive that mm-hmm. you like, I can't teach that, but what I can do is I can, I can work with that. You know what I mean? Cultivate it. Right. She had these like, this tears in her eyes and like movement and gave him a hug and it, it and that's why I'm, and gave him some, gave him like an embrace that really was more like, I, 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 I know a bit of your story. 
and I know a bit of how important this is for you. And I know that what you gave right here was was more than just you dancing like mm-hmm, for the sure. thing. And I'm going to give you the yes because uh, because of that. And I think the potential for, for the potential mm-hmm. and for like the story and for like there needs to be spaces for people who have these kind of stories. So like as an educator, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I definitely would have taken that student. Right. Mm-hmm. I definitely would have mm-hmm. taken the student mm-hmm. who had the no technique, but had the balls to like. What it would push tables together and jump on tables and dance on on white people, um, <laughs> and you know, what I mean? <laughs> like, but who has to drive and passion? Yes, and like it's clear, and I think that is an important thing to see, like, because this character also doesn't have the resources, right? Didn't have the resources and access to yeah. probably get proper training yes. and techniques. So I think that's another important part of the narrative, which mm-hmm. I do appreciate. Is yes. that like seeing this boy who won. Lost a lot. Lost a lot. Two is struggling in a society that's pitted against him, especially because of who his skin tone, yeah. his orientation, yeah. um, and the way he carries himself yeah. in the world. Seeing him get the chance to enter yeah. an institute mm-hmm. like that, show what he has, yeah. and get access to continue to grow. I think that's an important part of the narrative that I did appreciate. Yeah. I just didn't appreciate that they, when it came to showing yeah. the dancing, they should have did more to show showcase the dance. Showcase yeah. the dancing. Good dancing. Good dancing. How many episodes are we into this? We are only two. The third episode comes out tonight. All right. I'll are they check. all ninety minutes? Because I was I really gagged last night. I think night. they're all ninety minutes. I was gagged by the flawless reads. Now I need to give some shout outs to the reads on this show Please because do. my wig, back of my calves, uh-huh. eyebrows gone. Like some y- flawless. Reads. Talking about that Denny's read or yes. the IHOP read? Or was IHOP? IHOP read. The read when she's in the nail salon. I'm trying not to spoil anything for y'all. <laughs> so I'm just gonna <laughs> no, but really, I think okay. So even though we like spent a, a good portion of time talking about flaws of the show, this is still one of those shows that's like it immediately feels like home. Mm-hmm. So that when something is like gaudy or doesn't make sense of like, oh, this feels like after school special type preachy type moment, mm-hmm. I'm still here for it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's almost like it feels like family where when my when I used to get up in front of my family and like sing and they'd be like, Oh baby, that sounded terrible. But like <laughs> but they sat there with me the whole time and gave me support. And, until you were done. Until I was done. Right. Don't do that again. Or like take some actual lessons. Like here's some real constructive criticism because I want you to do well. And yeah. because I want the show to do well, we gotta like I gotta point out like, okay, look, look right here, step that up. Right. Right. Get a consultant. I mean, it's not that hard. There's like a billion of us in this city. Well, here's a. I think the other thing. Trust the consultant because they're there. Like right. Slim Ninja is literally on set. Who went to purchase? Well, that's the other thing. <laughs> like, the dancers and the consultants are probably there, but there's also like the producers, the directors. There's yeah. this whole other team yeah. and whatever bureaucratic situation mm-hmm. happening. Making that the final choice. Yeah. Yeah. That could have also diluted mm-hmm. the final product, especially for that scene. Yeah. You know? And there, I mean, like, understanding how this industry moves so fast as well. Like, when it comes to dates, if you pick the date for Pose and you finally get a chance to look at that audition scene, you're like, do we have time to, like, reshoot it? Mm-hmm. No, we don't have time to reshoot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so all of this is, is I, I'm hoping to say this so that we can keep the eyes out and we can keep talking about this on social media so, like, maybe season two we see, like, the step up. Because it's, the tools and the people are in the room and the conversation I know are being had. And I know there's already a big, like, I don't, maybe not a leap of faith, but a big, um, gesture really to show the world that like, especially when it comes to like trans women of color, like we're going to, we're going to hire those actors and actresses and we're going to put them in starring roles on a, on a primetime television show basically. 
and we're gonna we're gonna um put our full weight behind that mm-hmm. i just say like, along with that can you also like care for the dancing <laughs> and i think that step <laughs> up will like, come yes yeah i'm hopeful I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna be as hopeful as I was for Empire. I'm give. I give things two full seasons. Ooh. I could not. Those first couple episodes of Empire were rough. Fam. When he threw that young yeah, child into the garbage. Yeah, I didn't get past like the fourth. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I still, I still haven't fully watched Empire. I will give it another shot. You're not missing. Like, I wonder what what is your threshold? Because like, I'm, I'm also like, people have you know referred Steven Universe to me. Oh, oh so good. I'm get- in the fifth episode. I'm like, okay, I need to have my world rock very, very soon. Oh, your world oh, will be rock. So, mm-hmm. wait, but it's 10, they're like 10 minutes long. They are. So, the thing with Steven Universe is like, because they're so short, I think it's, it, it helps you to be able to like, just dedicate an hour and watch like six. And then like, just do it like that. Because the greatness of the stories of Steven Universe, because they're only 10 minutes and that's really unique for like cartoons is that it what they say and what they do in the in the cartoon speaks to like so many different generations all at once. Mm-hmm. And I think to be an adult to be able to recognize all those things is the most profound moments. Okay. Like talking about like same gender or like genderlessness. Like the the way that they talk about gender for children is like that's the thing that blew our minds first. Like, wait a minute. So good. If I had this growing up, mm-hmm. would have so many less questions. Mm-hmm. I mean I already love Garnet, but Yeah. Like love Garnet. Because you basically are Garnet. Thank you. Look at her. Uh, look at your hair. I mean, <laughs> I just, everything it. about her is like, mm, yeah. More, so, more her. do you know anything about fusion yet? No. Okay. She's so at the very beginning. Like, she probably doesn't know much yet. So, but stick with it. I'm gonna s- let me find an episode where a specific thing happens and say, if you can get through this episode it, and you and and you are not hooked, then the show isn't for you. But if you are hooked after this episode, the show, then okay. you're with the rest yeah. of us. Because okay. it's right when. The boom, and then the searching. Right. And when you find out, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, what? I know. Okay. And then I'm crying. And then <laughs> the last episode I saw was, was when, when Steven turned into a cat. Like, all the parts, it, it was gross. Oh, and like, he started morphing like his pinky finger and stuff and like that. And then it's all his fingers, and then there were cats <laughs> morphing out of his entire body. I was like, this is gross. It gets into some weird you territory, but. Gross. It was gross. Like, you know, like, I was just thinking about things like, what if they start popping out of your own body? Ugh. But I think, Steven, the universe, I think it's worth it because they speak about gender in a really great way. They speak about, like, love in a really great way and, like, different types of love and hen- and growing pains and finding your identity. And, and who doesn't want a gem in their belly? Who doesn't want a gem in their I belly? I don't. Um, <laughs> I do. I would like a gem right between my, right betwixt my eyebrows the or, like, between. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, like, I'd, I'd, I've seen many placements of the gems mm-hmm. in there and I just know I don't want Stevens. Okay. Yeah. I would right. probably do a forehead. Yeah. Yeah. Palms, I think uh, Garnet's palms are really I nice. I feel like that would complicate me holding things. Yeah, you're right. You I know, didn't, I didn't think about that. The, like, the, yeah, the third eye is kind of cool. Yeah. What about like uh, back of hands? I could do back of hands. No. Yeah. Are you really <laughs> backhanding that many people? <laughs> if I could. Well, now imagine the backhand. <laughs> if, I, if I had gems, I would. That's broken bones right there. Cartilage left all over the yeah. place. God. Um, okay, so I th- the other thing I also want to talk about, um, so our good sis Camille Brown did not receive a Tony nomination for her choreography of On This Island. Okay. Robs. It feels like... Have you seen it? Yeah. It was fantastic. I didn't, I didn't have the pleasure of seeing it. I didn't either. But I have heard nothing but amazing things, and it's... 
they were twirling down. Like not even nominated. So that's like that's the that's yeah, the rub. Not, not even, even nominated. nominated. Mm-hmm. Well, what was it? The full cast and crew, mm-hmm. like was nominated and won something. But let's you know. What? Let's just be really. Let's just be really. Um, let's be real on our details. On this island, go to the page because I know they have their awards section of the Wikipedia. Awards, awards, and nominations, 2018 Tony Awards. So they were nominated for quite a few things. Mm-hmm. Nominated for Best Revival of a Musical, which they won. They were nominated for Best Actress in a Musical, Best Direction of a Musical, Best Scenic Design in a Musical, Best Costume Design in a Musical, Best Lighting Design in a Musical, Best Sound Design in a Musical, and Best Orchestrations in a Musical. I have one leading question. Is the dancing in on this island so integral to the the impact of the work that if you were to take it out, that it will almost not stand? It's mm, a good question. I would say so. Okay. I thought the choreography really moved the story along. Yes. And probably highlighted some of these other things that ended up being nominated. So that's that's how I feel. Similar to like when Ava DuVernay didn't get her um, nomination for Selma when it was nominated for Best Picture, and it was on, Selma was only nominated for Best Picture. We're like, so what about it? What about it? Did you like the direction? Did you like the acting? Did you like the screenwriting? Did you like the soundtrack? Like, there's so many other things that get it to Best Picture because most things are you get nominated for Best Picture. It's like you got about three or four other nominations to even mm-hmm. make you be worthy. So I'm like, all these nominations for things, but I, from what I'm understanding, the choreography is just that important black woman i think it's just right there also like is it because she's a black woman maybe i'd be curious who was nominated let's see yeah that's a great question uh tony awards so tyrone you said you saw it though yes okay can you give us like some visceral feelings some images impulses Mm -hmm. visceral feelings oh wow um (laughs) great question well Trying to think. Well, it's like a love story, mm-hmm. you know. Um, do you know the general story about the? It's like a peasant girl who falls in love with someone else, mm-hmm. a wealthy boy. They're not supposed to, you know, classic. They're not supposed to be together. Mm-hmm. That type of jazz. Um, and in general, I don't know the choreography for me. Like, there's a great feeling in the project that. It reminded me of a folk tale in a way sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they're definitely like, um, the choreography gave me that feeling, like mm-hmm. something. Um, it like whipped up a nostalgia in me, which I think mm-hmm. served the story mm-hmm. well. Um, especially since um, I feel like there was definitely some Afro Haitian, Afro Cuban like mm-hmm. influences in the movement, which mm-hmm. I thought served well, especially since. It takes place on an island. Mm-hmm. These are island people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you are right about the Afro-Cuban Orisha dances. Yeah. I'm reading her article about, um, in Dance Spirit, about oh, what yeah. was her vision for the dancing. Yes. And I think even in just the advertisement, you can see all of that like influence in the costuming and, and how the um, music sounds. Like It seems very um, African diasporic. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Okay. I have again. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't had the pleasure because Broadway tickets don't just fall in my lap. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you're not winning them lotteries. No, not winning them lotteries. I don't have the time. <laughs> like lottery, lotteries take time. 
Those lottery tickets? Like for the, the Broadway tickets? Yeah, don't you have to like be outside? You're right. Yeah. Um, but... But I'm going to call this moment of Camille not getting nominated or winning the Tony her Kendrick Lamar moment where she All doesn't right. get, mm-hmm. like, he didn't get the Grammy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Then he came back even stronger. Yeah. Okay. Stealing all the awards. I feel um. like that's going to be the journey for Camille because she's still killing it. Like, for the sure. stuff she did for um, Jesus Christ Superstar, they were twirling down. So, also, we are waiting for an Emmy on that Yeah, as well. Okay. But I think... She is definitely on the path of like really breaking into the Broadway world, especially as like a black female choreographer, because there yeah. are not many out there. I, so I feel like she's going to be taking some names and awards very soon. It's just, it's unfair how much it takes for a black woman, yes, to break into that industry. Because, um, from what I'm seeing on the list of nominations of people who have been nominated and or won. Actually, this is just nominations. Just to talk about nominations. Nominations um, for Best Choreographer, I'm not seeing, or Best Choreography, I'm not seeing any black women nominated. And um, if I'm wrong, somebody please correct me, but I now do some research on my own, but I'm not. I'm just not seeing. And I think that's part of, um, in dance in general, that's just, that's just not enough representation and access and and not enough conversations to continue to bring in like when i see um right now when i see like black women in dance it all it, it feels like there's like skeleton architecture and ubw where it's like black women doing for themselves to mm-hmm. like fill the void fill the space uh, absolutely because i feel like in those spaces it's like you're we can't we can't wait on the resources to come to yeah, us true, that we yeah. have to make our own mm-hmm. so even with this i'm thinking about like how now there's some um, paper publications that are becoming irrelevant because mm-hmm. they refuse to educate themselves and yes. step up to the times. Yes. So it's like some of this other stuff, they better get relevant real quick. or Right. Because I feel like out. we're at this beautiful age now where representation or telling stories that haven't been told before mm-hmm. is very important. Like yes. just look at the effect of Black Panther, the fact yeah. that we had a black superhero. Yes. A movie that had all people of color like in it, and it like did so well. It's because people are craving to hear these untold stories and to see themselves mm-hmm. on the screen. And I think that's going to also translate onto Broadway, which is still very much a predominantly white world right now. But I think that's enough for me because it's a, a predominantly white world. I think that's where I see I don't see much movement happening mm-hmm. soon. Is because like if you think about the Civil War. White people decided to kill each other to not free slaves. Like that's how that's how deep this runs. Like mm-hmm. white people have like put acid in their own pools to make sure that black people yeah. do not swim in pools. Like the lengths that people who subscribe to racist and racist ideology are gonna go to keep us out, they'll they'll do everything but stab themselves in the heart to make sure that we don't mm-hmm. even have access. So like it it almost doesn't matter how badass that Camille can be, it doesn't matter how badass Beyonce can be. Right. If 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 whiteness doesn't see themselves reflected in it or doesn't see that it, a part, it is a part of their agenda, the racism is going to get in the way and it's going to keep it ha- keep us out. So then that's why I started to lean more to like, okay, let's just start doing for ourselves mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. than like... And that's definitely what's going to have to happen. Yeah. We're going right. to have to make the spaces for ourselves. Because every... Oh, sorry. For every Camille Brown you have, you have like 10, 20 other black women uh-huh. who are oh, also yeah. making work. You know what I mean? They're not, they're I, not being seen. And I just want to add, like maybe it's... a because of the huge lack of representation for every Camille Brown, there's really like uh, about a hundred to 500 black women. Cause like right now when it comes to like major mainstream choreographers, 
who are black women. I can think of Camille Brown right now. And I mean of all genres. I mean we can we can talk we can mention um what's Boomcat? Um Lorianne <laughs> Gibson. Lorianne Gibson, mm-hmm. but like Well, there are I a lot have, of like in the commercial world we have like Lorianne Gibson, uh-huh. we have Rhapsody James, yeah. we have Fatima still, Tanisha mm-hmm. Scott. Like there there are women out there. Mm-hmm. I feel like well, those women I specifically name, I feel like are more on the hip hop yes. realm of the commercial yes. world. When it comes to Broadway in that part of the commercial world, I f- there's not many. Yeah. And it's no. harder, and I feel like they still stick. The commercial world in general, which is one of its biggest pitfalls, depends too much on stereotypes and typecasting yes. um, God, yes. in their storytelling, and they don't break it up enough. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what's holding us back the longest. And that's also why I left. I used mm. to be a commercial dancer, and yeah. I stopped doing commercial dance because I was tired of being yeah. squared off into <coughs> these stereotypical roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like... There are tons of roles where it's like, I can do that. It doesn't have to be a white boy from middle America for yeah. that role to tell that story. But yeah. It's interesting, too, why in this day and age, like, those that's so relevant. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I've been to some auditions where um, clearly they wanted a bald-headed white woman and a tall black man. So it's like, if that's what you wanted, why, why do you have all of us here? What? Go ahead. No, no. As you were saying that, it just reminded me also, like, how interesting the language is used around like the racism of oh, yeah. that typecasting because okay, it'll yeah. be like for a role because they set like white as the norm because mm-hmm. for a role it's like girl next door and it's just like you want oh you want a Becky you want a Becky but for anything else they'll like specifically name the race or mm-hmm. you know the cultural background that isn't set like we aren't set as the norm which is like it's that alone just shows you how much we have to break that down yeah. before we have any change. And I think it is going to take people making their own work. Yeah. It's like, look, we have great stories to tell as I well. Think, and I think along with that, we really need to get active in institutions that we want to change or dismantle or, or, or repurpose maybe even. Because <clears throat> when I think about the Oscars, the woman who um, is the president of the Academy Awards is a black woman. And after the first hashtag Oscar so white, she made a huge change to how membership works for it in a way that like for me, that was a huge shining example of what it means to be um, an agent for like maybe a sense of revolution in a way and using like the the using even the same um, language of that specific community to make to make the, the thing work because what she did for the academy awards is like i'm not going to say that old white men well old white men are out because that right there is just going to be held in fire right. so what i'm going to say is that and if you haven't been active in the past five years you're going to get moved to emirate status which does not give you any voting power but you're still in the academy you can sit here and listen to us talk but you don't get to say nothing shut up <laughs> um and also we're going to make it so much easier for new and younger members that come in who are probably going to be members of colors and that's how we got to the point where we even got um moonlight to win even though they still try to do some like shady stuff and like say somebody else won at first like that was that i feel like that was one of the pettiest things but like seeing that that just reminded me of like looking at that change and being like and how like not and how not small the movement is but like how you have to take steps yes. mm-hmm. to implementing things and i think mm-hmm. also remembering because i'm thinking of like you know, Catherine Dunn and Pearl mm-hmm. Primus, Marley Shearby, who were in the commercial world. Yeah. Again, I did not learn about them. I did right. not know they were doing Broadway. Yeah. Right. What's that about? What? What is right? And that but whole I feel history like, with hair. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that happens in all 
all industries though. Like we didn't know about Blondell Cummings until Crystal Brown told right. us, and she Jesus. is so important yeah. to dance culture in but general. No, so right. there's so many unspoken names in the dance world, and that's yeah. another major problem. There's so many unspoken names in the dance world, but I think one of the ones that one of like the community of Black women, the erasure of the of Black women in, yes. in dance is is one that I'm I think I get really really like frustrated with because it it isn't isolated to dance so like this idea of a ratio of black women and the influence that or not influence the the amount of labor that black women put in to make each industry what it is is completely erased in almost every corner of american society you can look at well yeah it's like another it's another result of the larger social construct we live in because we do live in a neo-colonial white supremacist structure um Along with patriarchy. So the erasure of the black woman happens in all industries, you know. And I think it's also very important to amplify those black women, Mm -hmm. especially the ones. We can do it especially now for the women who are around killing it out there Mm because there's so many, you know. With the resources that we have. Mm -hmm. With the resources that we have, yes. Bam. I think one of the, you mean bam or bam? No. (laughs) (laughs) I, was, I just have to clarify. You just said bam. I was like, you mean bam or bam? No, I mean like bam exclamation point. Okay, onomatopoeia. Mm-hmm. All right, not an acronym. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I I think one of the things I would like for action, okay, so if I could like put out a call to action with the issues that we raised, mm-hmm. specifically for, let's say, um, folk who are in communities, or in a community that I'm a part of, which is like this emerging choreographer realm in mm-hmm. any way mm-hmm. when when casting for things that are not specific to gender or or race mm-hmm. specifically look for those who do not identify as white male cis i think that is important mm-hmm. because if if it doesn't matter about the race of the person then 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 get funky with it you right. know what i mean exactly. like exactly then 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 really like challenge yourself as the person who's casting to say like how many different expressions of humanity can i possibly find for this for these roles that have nothing mm-hmm. to do with it i think one of the one of the big excuses that people fall back on is like oh it has nothing to do with gender or race or things like that just about the body and space so Bullshit. then okay okay i was, I was like oh, so let's, let's, let's disrupt lean in with what's th- going on in the space sis let's disrupt it and then bring more bodies in the space that we haven't seen do you want to talk about body politics and you're you're just want to use this as an excuse to say like oh i didn't cast these people based on their race i cast them because they're my friends oh well then all your friends are white like you know and then you should also take a look at that you should take a look at that as well like (laughs) and there's space for that like if that's what you want that's fine but also recognize what i feel like recognize Mm -hmm. what you're doing Mm -hmm. and don't try to act like you know make excuses for it yeah don't make excuses make changes boom word put that on a (laughs) t-shirt I'll wear it. Don't make excuses. Make changes. That's it. That is a t-shirt. Mm. I'll oh, be rocking right. that at come on, dance, come on, Dance Union. Um, paraphernalia. Uh, merchandise. Coming Merch. soon. Merch. Yeah. Coming soon. <laughs> Shit, it better be sooner than you think. <laughs> um, Fall line tops. dropping this September. <laughs> oh, cr- Listen, because when it comes to merch, I want to partner with like somebody it's like real good, like dance fabrics. You know what I mean? Like socks that have a certain kind of grip on them, or like mm-hmm. the pants that like 
they are loose, but they have a certain kind of like hold to them, so they don't just be falling down. And elasticity doesn't wear out. Or My I shirt wanna, wick. Yeah. <laughs> or I want a shirt that's like it's cute, but then it's airy, so it looks like I'm dancing even when I'm not. Yes. I'm just standing still. So or like um, give us give us um, coverage. Give us long sleeves, but don't make the fabric too thick, so that we can still breathe. And, and then also see the curves of our arms and uh-huh. our muscles that we work so hard for. Boom. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see this line when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fabulous. It's going to be fabulous. So, um, All right. So are we going um, what, to what, are we gonna shout something over to our announcement section? How about, no. Do we have to talk about questions? Time to give a question. Oh, yeah, questions. Oh, my Lord. Our listener questions. Or our, let's call it for this segment. Our guest questions. Our guest questions. Our guest questions. Ooh, Lord. I feel like I'm on the spot now. You are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome. Let's Welcome see questions. Mm. Who, in relation to our topic now, mm-hmm. what black female choreographer would you like to amplify now? Mm. Shit, I want to amplify myself. Come, Come on, girl. I mean, self promotion. There's a lot. There are a lot. There are a lot a out lot there. Oh, you know what? I think it's kind of hot right now is uh, black curators. I worked with uh, Remy Harris recently, and I think that is amazing and how yeah. she's sort of using that platform mm. to start to elevate voices and just seeing who she curates. It's pretty fabulous. That's fantastic. And of course, I mean, when seeing you, I'm like, I love Joya. I love uh. Maxine Montes. I Like, I love so many people. Mm-hmm. And because I'm in SA, there's like all 18 of those folks. Let's amplify every last one of them. Jay? Well, you named basically almost everybody I wanted to name. (laughs) You named everyone. Um, You know, okay. I want to amplify... I would like to amplify the the schools and the teachers and the the black girls are in these schools being taught by these teachers Mm -hmm. who are... Um, arm, not arming, um, equipping these young black girls to be able to change and fuck up the industry in the near future, because I'm seeing, I'm seeing this younger generation having answers to things that we still have questions for, and their answers are so inspiring because it comes with, it comes with both with a a certain kind of gusto and a certain kind of like, yeah, I'm sure about what I'm saying, but also like. It is sure because they have research to back it up. Their access mm-hmm. to information, the way they process the information is like, no, I read this article. <laughs> <laughs> this is not just the way I feel. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And they understand that, so they communicate it so well. So I'm seeing a lot of like black, young, female, women-identified, femme dancers who are coming out and saying like, no, I understand there's a there's a lack of us here and I understand that there's like there's a less of a chance of me getting on, on this or getting in because of that or being typecasted for these things. But I'm gonna love on the sisters that are around me and we're all gonna have this conversation and we're all gonna all gonna come together and find solutions to this problem. But I'm not going in like afraid. Mm-hmm. I think the lack of fear that they have is really inspiring and I'm learning that it also comes from the teachers and the environments. Youth is beautiful in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think also with that, I want I like to shout out Chanel De Silva for Move NYC because I think that's what I'm specifically speaking on. The um, I performed this past Friday with Antonio Brown Dance and the Move NYC students had, um, a, had a moment in our piece in it that Antonio Brown also choreographed for them. And during the show, the... Um, the their song did not play. Another song played. A pe- previous piece played, and it played twice. But every time it played, it played for like a good minute. And you know, when you're 
in a dance show, 60 seconds is way, <laughs> that's way too long. <laughs> Those kids did not move. They sat, they stood, they held their starting positions, did not waver, did not move. And what was more inspiring is I was backstage watching Miss De Silva, Miss Chanel De Silva. And I like, look at her like, it's not your music. And she was putting her makeup on like, they're not going to move. And I was like, <gasps> well, that's what you're supposed to do. No, because, but she was sure like, I taught them well. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to, they're not going to freak out. She's like, they, they know what's going on. And I was more like, I remember, they're, these are high school kids. I remember being in high school. I remember being like. 1920 in like the quasi professional world and we having issues with like moving and having questions and yelling and all this other like things that just w- stepped into the unprofessional realm so these kids are just being taught so well and so confidently to be like this is not my movement this is not my music i'm going to stand here till you get it correct and the the fact that i'm standing here is not a problem like i'm not feeling awkward you should feel awkward because you're not on your stuff Cause this is, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. that's adorable. Because I would, yeah. I would just turn around like that's not our music. Like I, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Like the stuff I learned in high school mm. about dance etiquette and how, like mm-hmm. my my whole thing is like actually I'm gonna do none of that. Like and that's where I find my power. Like mm. and not. Um, but it's interesting. I think that's that's another good topic. Dance etiquette. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Uh, yes. How do you deal with white fragility? Ooh. Um, I wa- I I walk away. Well, white fragility in what context? In the context of um, there being a lot of opportunities and not a lot, but there are opportunities and mobility and movement for artists of color. Mm-hmm. That um, you may have white counterparts who are like feeling some type of way or just you know. It's always one of those things where I have to think about my energy in terms of how do I confront this. Um, Especially if I'm talking to someone where I feel like if I talk to them as to why, it's like, yes, you feel a type of way, but you have to realize that you live, we live in a society where you have the upper hand, you have privileges and advantages. And these programs are created to help level the playing field for some of us, you know. Um, and I think that's an important moment to consider because sometimes I also have to watch out for myself and my energy, you know? Mm -hmm. So if I feel like it will be fruitful for me to talk to that person about why their white fragility can be problematic in the moment, especially when it comes to, um, their whatever gripe they have with programs that help Mm -hmm. elevate artists of colors, then yes, I'll confront them. But if not, then I'll like, keep it moving yeah because you have to you have to watch your energy yeah i'm in a space of having less patience right now so mm-hmm. i'm just trying to be like check myself to be like okay you really have no patience for this melanie so maybe you should take a step back until you're ready to sort mm-hmm. of address it again in, in a much and maybe in maybe a more productive way yeah i i would say also i have i've had a lot of conversations with some of my white friends about like access to things, especially this emerging artist realm, to like residencies and performance opportunities that seem to be going to um, people who aren't identified as white, cis, or um, are male. And um, it feeling in, as a way as like, oh, it feels like tokenizing them. And I feel like the conversation is something I could join in on if, if, the, if the white person 
who is feeling away about it can speak on the larger context about it. If they can, if they can get outside of their own feelings and talk about the larger context, I think feelings are important to have. Yes, please mm-hmm. have your feelings, process yeah. your feelings, and be honest about where you're at. But at the same time, like find a way. I can enter the conversation once you find a way to 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 begin to broaden the spectrum. That's why I said like I I would walk away if it was just like oh my feelings are hurt because I'm white and it was like I'm I you know that I don't have a capacity for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I would like for you to like and I think it would you would be short, sorely disappointed to look over uh, at me and think that I would have space for that because I and in a way it's similar to like when when my mother walks away from me when I would like cry over certain things that just like my mother taught me that this wasn't worth crying over. Like, I'm not going to baby, I'm not going to hold your hand. And because I love you, I'm going to let you cry by yourself. And when you're done crying, we can have a conversation, but right. I'm not loving you does not mean I'm going to coddle you and, and mm-hmm. soothe you and, and then tell you pretty sweet lies to make you feel better about yourself. So like, if you have these feelings that is part of your reckoning and part of the rumbling that you got to go through in order to get to the other side, I will meet you there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be over here. I'll be over ready. here. Right. Yeah, and I think again, I think we talk about like energy. I think that's how we like it was a way to gauge our energy. But I think sometimes we don't. I'm learning that um, that love includes stepping away. Love yeah. includes like taking your hands off. Love includes right. and 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 if you know that it's love and it's always communicated when it's love when the intention is clear from the person. Right. I think there's times like when my mother did step away and was like, I can't hold your hand through this. I would be frustrated with 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 the fact of it, but I almost could never be frustrated with her. Cause like, I, like, because I, I, then you get to see who you can be yeah. and what mm-hmm. what your capacity is. Yeah. And this kind of circles back around to something you said earlier. Because mm. one thing I'm not interested in doing is apologizing mm-hmm. for working my ass off and getting the resources that Boom. I that I do get. Because I get tons of no's. Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do is be like, oh, I'm sorry that um you feel like my name is starting to show up a lot of places and that I'm getting these things and mm-hmm. I'm working my ass off. Yeah. Even if you no, can't see true. that, yeah, because we kind we live in a world of no. Yeah, we have to work the hard see, to get those yeses. That one yes, absolutely. Yeah. And like yes, sis, you probably have heard some no's, but you probably haven't heard the no's we've had to. Our I, is our existence is, is sometimes a, a no. So right, our survival and thriving is a no. Yeah, and I think one of the things I um. I think my mustache got in my face, um, in my mouth. <laughs> it's yours. I know, but it just it shocked me. I was just like, who's, <laughs> whose hair is that? Because I don't have hair. Mm, um, so <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one of the things I, I communicated with um, with one specific, one specific friend, Caitlin McCrudden, like when um, certain things would come and, and she also applied for those things and she didn't get it. And he was like, you know, what did you do? And a, a lot of things I would say is like, um, this is actually like my third time applying. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to say that this is your first time, but like, if this is a, the one of the scenarios, this is your first time, just like know that I I went through a couple of rounds of no's before I got this yes. And also, every time I got a no, I went back to the drawing board. And I didn't go back to the drawing board of my piece and doubt myself. I went back to the drawing board of like, how am I trying to interact with this institution? Am I or only, do I want to interact? Or do mm-hmm. I? Yeah. Because, like, my, I think a testament that isn't talked about enough is like, not a testament, but a, a strategy of, of getting performance opportunities that isn't spoken about enough is like being present in the community in which that you want to be a part of. Because these institutions are not just like, um, they're not just buildings and, and opportunities and funds. There are people who are running mm-hmm. it and people who are behind every decision. So if you if they, if they these people don't know you as a person, 
the the chances of them seeing your application as something um, more than the the work the that you created or the piece of paper or the, or the, pi- the words yeah right. it's you part ha- of a package yeah so actively engage in the community actively engage yeah. yeah so like the the yeses that I got. I had to remember, like, oh, the yeses started coming in when I was like, I'm going to get off of my couch and out of my computer, and I'm going to go see the show there. I'm going to go say hello to these people. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I'm not going to, and I think the other thing is, like, I'm not going to make it so much of a game where I'm going to research everybody and go up and, like, make, no, because no, that's inauthentic, that, right? It, yeah. yeah, gross. I yeah. don't do that either. I'm just like, I'm just going to show up and be as present as I possibly Absolutely. can. Because what I love about myself right now, and I, I'm, I don't know many people's names and their titles. Like, I went to a CPR um, fundraiser or gala. I went to the gala. Mm-hmm. And I was being introduced to people. And um, one guy shook my shook his hand. I was like, oh, hi, my name is Jay. He's like, oh, I'm so-and-so. And then he kind of looked at me like, you should know you who know I, I am. am. I get that all the time. I love, I love not knowing who <laughs> folks There's are. a magic to not knowing everything. Yeah. Because you can approach people mm-hmm. as if they're people. Yeah, exactly. Know? But I yeah. love not, I mean, I don't say not knowing, but I love not knowing, like, titles or people yeah. and then... You know, going back, like, who was that? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, the CEO of who? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Cool person. Now, I will say there is a balance. Like, a balance, there are yeah. moments when you should know something. Um, It depends on what your end goal is. But I feel like um, if you're trying to f- get into a certain space, mm-hmm. maybe you should know, like, who is the coordinator, who is the mm-hmm. artistic director of that space, so that you can reach out to them, so that mm-hmm. you can not blindly go into the situation. Mm-hmm. But you know that that's a person who can provide resources for yeah. you. Yeah. But there's also that magic of going into space and just meeting people as a part of the community. I think there's a balance. Because I've yeah. gotten plenty of gigs from just being at an event. Absolutely. And just talking to people. But yeah. I've also gotten tons of gigs by like researching, like, oh, you're a part of this. And being strategic. Not yeah, strategic, and being strategic. Being, being strategic about, yeah, thoughtful yes. about where I place myself yeah. in juxtaposition to that person. Yeah, yeah because, you know, it's, there's... I sat on a panel where we were kind of like asked to be very pragmatic about the ways in of which we like sustain ourselves as artists, and I've I, all of the panels of us were like millennials, and we were just like, "Yo, what worked for me may not work for you, and actually, probably the, that what worked for me in the past probably only worked for me right now." So, like, the idea of sharing the specific strategy, the step by step strategy, is like not mm-hmm. useful. What I can say is like. Be aware of this. Be aware of that. Ask mm-hmm. these questions about this over here, and 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 if anything, I would like to disillusion you from the idea that you can't possibly follow one script to to find all the successes and the riches and all the opportunities you're looking for. What we have going together is we have a we have a deep sense of investigation and refinement and and line of questioning that we have within ourselves. Develop that and trust it. Like <laughs> sure, and I would say too, like in the way that we approach making work and being yeah. in a studio, that's how you have to approach your career and your life. Like mm-hmm. that is just something that actually just recently came that mm. came to me a couple years. I'm like, oh, in the way that I have to be strategic and smart and thoughtful about how I like put this piece together, I got to do that with this freelance life. I got to do that with with what I say yes to. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and why was I not putting that those two things together? I don't know, but it's something you should have learned in school. Oh. Right, along with finances and other mm. things, you know, I'm I must have missed that day. Circle. I must have yes. missed that, and you know what? Sad thing, it was only a day. I don't doubt it. Not even a course. But yeah, if you think about it, it's all <laughs> choreography. It's like how do we yes. move through these different spaces, and how do we move through our communities, and how we perform? Because I tell you what, sometimes you got to go on um, social spaces and be like, okay, I'm on. Right. Oh yeah. And I go, and now I'm tired. Yeah. I'm going home now. I mean. <laughs> 
Exactly. And I think, you know what? The other thing, though, is like really once you are a part of a community, once you're in the community and you're like part of the pulse, mm-hmm. um, it, lets, it stops being um, about the applications. Mm-hmm. And some, and then the applications and auditions become formalities. They're like, you know, we're the institution and we have to ha- keep a record of this, but really we're just going to hold a spot for you. And I've heard that from folks too. They're right. like, oh, I got an invitation. Yeah. Once you carve out a space for yourself in the community, it gets immensely easier. But that's also because you're a part, part of the community. Because you're now. part of the community. It's not only about making the dance, but actively engaging. Yes. Yeah. Because there, in every in every field, there's a genius who is in their house um, who can't seem to be a part of the community, and we'll never know about them because they are in their house. Mm-hmm. They're not a part. He's making killer work. Making killer work has a great brain you know what i mean like all these there's we live in a world full of geniuses but the ones who rise to the top quote unquote or or get out in the light of day be actually got out in the light and in the middle of the night mm. i don't know if i Ooh, can I be it. not so well at that one i don't know if i can do that one i wish i sometimes wish i was like uh the, the down like the nightlife scene was like it used okay i'm not i don't want to like glamorize or be in a yeah. st- you know but you know how they said like the da- like the scene used to be amazing at night, like the nightlife was fabulous. You just jump from place to place to place for in the morning kind of like yeah. situations. I um, yeah, Tyrone, you were there. How was it? Uh, yeah, I, right? was, I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, you know, late but you 80s. didn't. But you know what you just said to me? I said you were there. You said you were a child. You just told me you were a child while you were there. Go ahead, tell me about it. I was not there, <laughs> sir. Excuse me, I'm a lady of class. Uh, um, you're a, you're a golden girl of opulence. I am a golden girl of opulence. <laughs> oh my god! But sorry, something else came to my mind. Um, because it's also you have to be you can't be afraid of no's or failures. No, know? I keep my no's in a folder. Frame I do. There you go. But, like, I feel like there are a lot of people who also send their houses and won't actively engage in the communities in certain ways because they're scared of no's yeah. or failures. And yeah. it's like, and that's real. That's it's right. real, but like everyone needs to get over it because yeah. you're not going to find your successes unless you go through a couple failures. Yeah. Like, you have to figure out what mm-hmm. isn't working to find out what works for you because it's different for everyone. Like, the choreography, the pathway, yeah. the methods are all different. And, like, I won't get into the same places as Jay doing his strategy, but mm-hmm. I have my own strategies, but yeah. I have to figure it out for myself, yeah. and I have to go out there and go through some pitfalls. Because yeah. if you don't, you're just going to be holed up in your house, watching Netflix, wondering why you're not getting the gigs. Wishing yeah. you were outside playing with the rest of the cool kids, because like, that is a... I mean, and I, you have to go through the growing pain. You got to go through it. And my first year in New York was that. My first year, it was like being afraid to step out and go to the audition, being afraid to actually apply for things. Like, I think one thing I told one of my students yesterday was she, I found out that she's an amazing, like, drawing artist, like, sketching freehand. The amount of symmetry and detail that goes into her work is just, like, you are you are completely untrained, you're telling me, you've just been doing this in, in your little sketchbooks or in notebooks. Okay, time for you, you're 16, time for you to start applying for schools. And just the idea of going to an art school, like, I could tell there's fear in her eyes. And I was like, listen, you can be shy, you can be an introvert, you can be terrified, and you can even cry. But if, as long as you get that application in, 
that's all that matters. Cry while you type. Right. <laughs> Freak out why you still press send. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. don't be, I'm not telling you not to have your emotions. I think that's one of the things that w- I didn't like hearing was mm-hmm. like someone telling me that I should not have the emotions. So I spent so much time trying not to have the emotions. Mm-hmm. And really, I just needed someone to say, like, pick up that shit and also get it done. Right. Like, mm-hmm. just pick up the emotions mm-hmm. and get it done. Well, your emotions are valid and they're yeah. there for a reason. Yeah. But don't let that stop you. Like, yeah. join the ride of your emotions. And also, that will also probably help you unpack certain things. Yes. I don't yes. know what everyone's dealing with on their right. emotional journey, but you have to get out there. You, you got it. And that's it. To you got to press anyone it. who's just moving to the city or anyone trying to break into anything. Yeah. Like, you have to get out there. Yeah. In any field. Like, you can't be a visual artist and just hold all your artwork in your house that's for it. no one to see. That's it. Sis. That's it. You're, make, you're putting so much work so much hard work into the craft you're doing. You need to yeah. share it. You need to actively go out there. One of the things I thought was shady, but now I realize, like, just in this moment, that it isn't a shady question. The um, Jerome Robbins, the Jerome Robbins application asked if, um, is your art making practice a hobby or not? I felt that that was shady. And then mm-hmm. I realized just now, when something is a hobby, we basically do it and we don't necessarily need to show it with anyone or we, we make an active decision to not really show it with like the general populace. Mm-hmm. When it becomes when you become like a capital A artist or capital D dancer it's or capital C choreographers when you're doing these things with an intention to also show. And, and, and it's a career and it's a lifestyle choice. Yeah. Like a hobby is like I just do this because Yeah. There's also the idea of hobby versus ritual, you know. Hobby mm-hmm. is something you do. Mm-hmm. Ritual is something you practice mm. with the goal of getting better each time. Mm-hmm. I feel like once you turn into that capital A artist mm-hmm. or capital D dancer, it does start to turn into that practice of ritual. Mm. It's something we're doing, and every time we do it, we're trying to get better at it. Yeah. And I think that's an important difference to yeah. take into account, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, okay. That was the word I was I was waiting for today. Mm. It hit nice. Me. Yes. Okay. Do we uh, have any announcements? Uh, yeah, I think it's time for us to uh, Tombe Potterbury and over to announce. Did we do Tombe Potterbury already? We I'm did. gonna make a list. Let yeah. me see what other. Tra- Can we um, grapevine on over Let's to the it. announcements <laughs> before the final bow? Before the final bow, let me hit the um, major dance union podcast announcement. So, um, major announcement. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast and you like what's going on here, um, make sure to like us. On um, the social medias, on Facebook, it's The Dance Union. Um, on Instagram, it is at The Dance Union. And um, when you're listening on, like, uh, what do you call this thing? iTunes or the podcast app, you know, there's a place that you can rate. Rate us five stars, five stars, five stars, five stars. Um, if you hate this thing, um, f- turn it off and do something else. Don't rate us. <laughs> um, yeah, don't rate us, but then be like, let us tell us what you hate. I mean, yeah, the email I'm us. At, then you email us. This okay. This is I. I would like constructive to, criticism. criticism. No, yeah. really, because I. Th- I think um, the idea of a dance union needs to include all the voices, as many voices as possible. So if For you sure. have any questions, doubts, concerns, or like, girl, I just need to tell you about yourself real quick. We have the dance union email addresses again. It is spelled out: t h e d a n c e u n i o n p o d c a s t at gmail.com that is the dance union podcast and all emails there also if you have any questions about any ting any ting any ting you send it to that email address as well um major announcements that i'm thinking of for the dance union we're still doing episodes every tuesday i'm gonna cut that out because that's unnecessary um i don't have much going on by the time this episode comes out i would just be like in the research phase of creating a work um i have some 
potential things in the works, some some major potential things really that I'm I don't want to put out into the universe yet until they become certain. Mm-hmm. But um, follow me on Instagram at jbuoy or j underscore buoy. Same thing for Twitter, um, Facebook. If you want to do that, yeah. I would say okay. So as a Southern girl, I have my issues with the city, obviously. Mm-hmm. But right now, if you live in New York City, if you're coming to visit, now is the time to do it because it is beautiful outside oh. and there are so many free things to do yeah. and see. I went and saw the River River Festival. I saw two shows yesterday and then just walked on the pier. It was, like, amazing. So check out all the free stuff that's happening in the city if you can. Nice. Yeah. Summer is the best time in the city. It is so magical. People are also the happiest in the summertime. Because oh we have spent gosh. nine years cold and inside and miserable a whole decade a whole decade with no vitamin d with none so that's why i understand why everybody is literally on my front stoop like they're on my stoop like not not the stoop on the block like they're on my stoop i didn't know that i thought every night when i heard um the young melanated folks outside my window i thought they were just downstairs like on the street somewhere no they're on my stoop so like the party's at your stoop is that what you're saying and i'm not invited Mm. Cause no. I mean, like I'm in I'm in the hood, so they. All right, ginger fire. Oop, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Call me what I am. I mean, Call it's me so dark in here now. <laughs> <laughs> so much shade. I can't see. <laughs> so we, much that should be so weak. Yes, because we, we are, and that we need to, and that's got to. That's talk a about great the transparency topic. Of it. Yeah, yeah. got to talk about the transparency of it. Let's do it. What's going on with you, Tyrone Bevins? When is this episode? This one will be coming out, not this Tuesday, the Tuesday after. Oh, okay. What is going on? Tuesday before we leave. Tuesday before we leave. Okay, so Opulence of Integrity will be performing Castleton next week. I wish I had the exact date. Where's Castleton? We're performing on Thursday. It's Castleton, Vermont. Beautiful. Castleton, Vermont. Next week, Thursday. Yes. It should be great. The story of Muhammad Ali. Oh, the life and legacy of Muhammad Ali. It's a fantastic piece made by Crystal Brown. Who, uh, if you don't know Crystal Brown, please look her Crystal. up. Black. Okay, back to the segment of black women that we need to um, amplify Crystal Brown. Okay, mm-hmm. she needs to have something on Broadway because and the Joyce and Bam. and just everywhere, just everywhere. Okay. And then what else is going on? I will be in Summer Stage on August 1st with Joya Powell and Joya. Movement of the People Dance Company. Mm-hmm. Joya, also a woman of color who's making beautiful, social conscious dance work. Yes. Also check An amazing out. human. An mm-hmm. amazing human. Yeah. And then, way in the fall, on November 17th at The Wild Project, I will be showing my solo Getting Out the Door yes. at the International Human Rights Art Festival. So you can check that out. Wait, what day? The 17th of November, a Saturday. Already in November. I'll be there I'm with yeah. you. <gasps> Yay! Yay! Beautiful. Friends. But let's, let's come back to June because in November it's going to be cold <laughs> again. So coming back That'll to June, um, you can catch me at a beach. I'm going to let you know that as well. Like, I think I haven't had a beach day yet, and I just want to get one in before I leave to go back home before my summer gets to, like, being real hectic. So if you need me, you can find me at the beach. I'm probably going to be at, like, Reese Beach, unfortunately. Mm. Like, Reese Beach isn't bad, but it's I'm from California where we have, like, the sunset over the water, like, and the water is warm. Well, but you can watch the sun rise here. That's gay. That's not what I wanted to say. Uh, I got to edit that out. That's that, problematic. That is so problematic, but I don't want that. At least you mean you're you, making yourself accountable. Right. Yeah. You mean it I mean, makes you, it's happy? I use gay as corny. Okay. 
I need to look into that. I I actually haven't said it in a while. I just have it. But you just just slipped. you just like and boom, real it quick. did. No, that because Freddian slept. Because I got so frustrated with I get so frustrated with the Atlantic Ocean. Like that's that's how deep it runs. Right, like it pulls up like the things I've been working towards fixing in my life. Well, I have issues with the Pacific. How do you say it? Pacific? Yeah, yeah. There it's cold. Go. It is no, cold. No, the Pacific is the warm one. The Atlantic is the cold one. No. Every time I go to L.A. and then get to, Ven- like, what is it, Venice Beach? Venice Beach. When do you freaking go? freaking cold. When do you go to L.A.? Oh, December. Oh, but it's like the same thing. With no, the- <laughs> listen to yourself. Did you hear this? But all oceans are cold during certain times of the year. You just Thank need you. to find the right time for So you're going to go to L.A. Atlantic. in the winter and be mad at the water for being what it is? Whatever. Look, I love, like, Florida water, like that warm bath water, that Cuba water. You know what I mean? I like that kind of water. Gulf Stream water. Yes. Because even here on, like, these New York beaches, the water doesn't even, I don't like to even get in it. Even in September, it's cold. It never warms up. It never. They were like, oh, it's going to warm up in a couple months. No, it shouldn't. No, that's the problem. It takes months to warm up this water. And then by the time it does, it's like September. Yeah, yeah, I'm the minority here because I secretly think I'm from the ocean, so I swim all year round. I love swimming. I would love to see that. Oh, you that swim year round. Yeah. Okay, where do you swim at in the winter? Um, pools, but sometimes I like go out and do a polar bear dip in the ocean. <sighs> oh, just that. Bless. <laughs> mm. It's I good for s- circulation. It is. That's what I hear. I would like to live vicariously through that those moments with you. <laughs> I would. You know what? I can film it if you ever like it to be filmed. Okay, I will be out there and I will film it for you. That's inspiring yeah. because okay. we'll make it happen. Yeah, let's make it happen. Um, is there, oh, we got to do the closing shit. Um, okay, so we're going to wrap this up with finishing or um, completing the statement, my dance union has. And then you just basically say what your dance union has. So, Tyrone, since you're our guest, would you like to go first or last? Let me get some examples first. So. Sure. Okay. I can go. Mm-hmm. My dance union has uh, monthly free meals. My dance union has um, it has hug circles. Mm. I like yeah. a big I like a big group of people hugging, and I know dancers are not too afraid to like join bodies. So I feel like the dance union can my dance union facilitates huge hugs. Mm. Nice for that tactile sensation. Mm-hmm. 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 My dance union has health benefits. Yes, yes. yes I need yes. that trigger point. Uh huh. I need that microfascial release. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need that acupuncture. Uh-huh. I need that Reiki work. Boom. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. And more, also, and as well. Uh, so, cool. is there anything else? Okay, that's another episode of the Dance Union Podcast. Please listen to, not please listen to us. Let me start this over. So, that's another episode of the Dance Union Podcast. You can listen to us on uh, SoundCloud, on Spotify. Nope, that's a lie. Okay, I'm just saying shit now. Let me start over. Last this time. has been another episode of Dance Union. Uh-huh. You can listen to us on all the medias. Um, most that of the Jay, medias. On most of the medias <laughs> that Jay mentioned earlier. But you can find us on the social medias. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, um, and you can email us at the Dance Union Podcast at gmail.com. Engage Join the union, yo. Tell a friend, tell an auntie, tell a choreographer, tell an artistic director, tell a rehearsal director about this. Get the word out. Like us, subscribe, share. Thank you so much. Oh my God, thank you. Thank you, Tyrone. Thank you so much for being with us. Of course. You know I got the sauce. You know I'm saucy. And it's always wet. A bitch never ever had a used lip gloss on it. I'ma need you deeper than six. Not a coffin, but I'm making love.